I know it can be somewhat of a culture shock to be not only in a foreign country but in a spiritual community with a strange vocabulary and strange activities like sitting motionless for an hour and listening to very strange essays with very non-understandable words and sentences until one gets the point of it all. And it's really very simple as those of us who have been here for some time have no doubt come to understand and been motivated by the fact that what we are doing is to discover who we are. Most of us have recognized that we have these experiences that are in a flux, almost like in a circle. Our body and our minds are going through these changes, constant changes. And yet there's a witness, there's a center to all of these experiences and what we call imperiences, those which don't happen in what seems to be an external world but happen in an internal world. Dreams, visions, memories, thoughts, where do they actually happen? And to whom do they happen? And we usually focus our whole lives on what's happening out there. What a pretty flower, what a strange person, what extraordinary power of thunder and lightning and rain and all these other things. And we have judgments about our experiences. And sometimes we have judgments about our own thoughts. But how often do we ask, what, who is it who's having the judgment? To whom does this thought occur? Who is witnessing even the judgment about the judgment? Who is the ultimate perceiver? Who is the final absolute self? And what is the source of consciousness? What does it mean to be a self? What does it mean to be an I? And what will happen to this I when the body gets old and dies? And what will happen to the source of consciousness? Is there a soul? Is there a spirit? Is there an eternal self? Is there a supreme presence to which we return? All of these questions can only be answered if we are willing to go inward and to silence the mind. If we have the perseverance and the desire that is strong enough to break through the flux of the mind and to sit still long enough so that the flux of experiences does not divert us, to reach the still point of our world, of our reality, the absolute self. And when we do that for long enough, we discover that the self that we are is inherently and always eternally peaceful. Peaceful in a way that gets communicated to the body in the form of serenity and tranquility. And when we are in the center, then that peacefulness extends into the mind. And instead of producing anxious thoughts and doubts and worries and all kinds of unnecessary concerns, the mind remains stable and peaceful.
And because the center is filled with wisdom, the mind also receives the creative power of thought. And our lives become motivated by a much more powerful interest in the generous unification of the world in the most beautiful way. And the center of our being is fearless because it's beyond life and death. It's beyond pain. It's beyond suffering. The center of our being is filled with courage and power, spiritual power, with potentials that we do not know and cannot know until we abide in the center as the self. But once we learn to abide in the silence, in the heart, then not only do we emanate compassion and love and beauty and joy and power into the world, but we live in a plane of eternity in which the center of this consciousness and the center of that and every consciousness, human and otherwise, are connected. There is a self of all selves, and in that we are all one. And that's the real reason we can understand each other. Because every ego is living in a bubble, it's living in its own world. And we can't know what's going on in that world. We are all so, so totally different, such totally different vocabularies and dreams, but at the very center of the center, we are one. And the more that we are abiding in that center, the more we have an absolute, inherent, intuitive understanding of one another. And a realization that we are not even one another, because the self of all selves is one. And so I am you, I am, and you are, and all of us are the same one, manifesting in all the possible permutations of selfhood. But we know each other in the deepest way, in the deepest point of our being. And in that state of united consciousness, there is only love. There is no hatred, there is no fear, there is no conflict. And the more that we can remain in that state, the more we have the power to transform the world and free the world from its conflicts, its wars, its pathologies, its suffering. Because it also is simply an extension of the one self that we here are. And the stronger our energy field becomes, the more it extends outward until the entire world can be included in the consciousness that we are emanating and that we are receiving and that we are experiencing in each of us, everywhere. And so your attaining self-realization and God-realization is a gift that is given to everyone who is realized as part of your own self, la self. And the world needs nothing more than to have that realization become generalized. And this will produce a renaissance of a kind that is unprecedented in history. And this is what we need more than ever at this moment.
So let us determine to remain peaceful, centered, and authentically resonating in the deepest heart of our being. And be willing to see that same heart, that same spirit, that same light in everyone we meet. And that is the gift that is the highest service. And will bring the greatest blessings. And I wish you all every blessing.